0: This episode of Booked brought to you by MonkeyNeeds.com. When your monkey needs something, MonkeyNeeds.com has it for you.
1: Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson.
0: And I'm Livius Nedden. If this sounds like a particularly angry episode of Booked, that's because it is. It's taken us half an hour to get the technology right. And by right, I mean we're using antiquated technology from the 1980s. We're actually recording this separately, but over a phone call. If you can imagine that. Um, to bring you this episode, we have been plagued with technical difficulties. So if I sound bitter and angry the whole time, it's because I'm bitter and fucking angry the whole time.
1: Yeah, you think someone uh, at, at Skype or something is mad at us for some reason? Did we do something to uh, to cross someone?
0: Yeah, you should talk Microsoft every fucking chance you get. That's what we did.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do you,
0: that. You don't think they have some listening technology where they they have a computer that just listens to all the audio for Microsoft and then hears if you're shit talking? Them?
1: I mean, it's got to be a guy in a room like I can't get this to work like clicking on keys and stuff. Like having the same problems. <laughs> we are. <laughs> all right, that
0: was fucking funny. All right, <laughs> this week we're bringing you a um, an interlude episode, as we may have mentioned in our previous recording, uh, the familiar has proven to be way too much for us to take in in the five days since its release. Um, Rob, how far along are you?
1: I am about uh, just over 100 pages.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm at about 200 of 880 pages. <laughs> so look forward to about six more interlude episodes before six we review more. the familiar. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, it, I have I have a, a stretch of days off coming up, so I'm probably just going to barrel through the majority of it in like one or two days straight.
0: I, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do to get through this book. That's what I'm saying. But um, first thoughts, what do you got?
1: Yeah, um, I guess without spoiling too much, and like we almost might be going into a pre pre review on this a little bit, but um, there. <laughs> My very first thought is, I got to the 50th page, and I was like, wait, this is the title page? <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: leading up to it, and it's it's a fucking mess, those first 49 pages, isn't it? Did you understand anything that was happening?
1: Uh, it, it, it's a little weird, uh, but the very first kind of scene, okay, I'm sorry, the second scene is, there's a little heading called Tom's Crossing, Um. And it's this little vignette about uh, this kid Tom who's like dying, and his family uh, are are kind of gathered around him in the hospital. It seems like, and there's a there's a combination of of mediums that makes it very interesting to experience, because uh, you understand the context of the progression of his of his ailment through the words, but there's visual elements too that help it along. So right off the bat, that was a nice introduction to. Um, the unconventional formatting that that's kind of, uh, uh, you know, a mainstay in the way that Danielowski writes. Um, and it was really good. It was very powerful, I thought.
0: I'd like to add that um, not only do I not agree with anything Rob said, <laughs> um, but it doesn't <laughs> seem to have any bearing on the subsequent 830 pages <laughs> of the I don't know. It, I, I can't possibly see how that's going to tie into um, the rest of the the story.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I think that uh, are are we okay? So I guess is the concern now that uh, Danieluski is going to become David Foster Wallace for you. It's
0: it's seeming a little bit that way. I will say no, and and not that it was a little weird, and I don't see how it ties in. Nor nor do I actually think it's going to, based on um, you know other things I've read and stuff. The the main body of the the familiar volume one follows nine characters, and it all takes place on the same day. Um, and that clearly took place over a span of years, many many years ago. Did you get that feeling yeah. too? Kind oh, of yeah. western yeah. westernish, you know. <laughs> um, now, I'll tell you, that first passage, it, here, here's my like first thoughts on it. All right, I didn't get the first 50 pages. I mean, it was really interesting and really pretty, like Danieluski books are. Um, but, man, you dive into that first section of the actual story, One Rainy Day in May, and all that talk about like math and raindrops and I, some really, really phenomenal stuff in there. Um, Yeah, it did not carry over into the other characters (laughs) for me, at least. But like I said, it's still early. I mean, I'm 200 pages in, and I'm not a quarter of the way into the book. So,
1: yeah, and I have to imagine that that Xanther is the the character that's going to carry through all the volumes, right? Am I right about Mm -hmm.
0: that? Yeah, I believe so. So, All twenty, all 27.
1: Well, luckily, there's a lot of room on my bookshelf. Yeah. Can I
0: just say, and and not that it's not still possible with 27 volumes, but I thought the spine would, like, have something on it so that if you had all of them, it would make a picture. But it doesn't appear that way. Now, that doesn't mean it can't start on volume 3 with some type of...
1: Let's be honest, that's not going to happen. Okay. Makes me a little sad inside. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but... um, I don't know, I like the kind of... uh... Oh, I didn't. I just realized now that it's a, a cat. The pattern, the pink, uh, like pattern. It almost looks like mm-hmm. bathroom wallpaper on the cover, but it's a it's a cat's face.
0: There you go. Oh. Maybe in your bathroom, buddy.
1: Yeah, the wallpaper in my bathroom is uh, posters from booked events.
0: So um, quality-wise, I know you posted a video um, of the book, but. Those pages, they're like newspaper, or, um, not newspaper, magazine pages. They're like that glossy, nice. I mean, this is probably the most I've underpaid for a book.
1: I was just going to say that it's $25 for the book, right? Um, and I would expect to pay 35 to 40 for this. Yeah,
0: I Amazoned it for $18. Oh,
1: I Barnes and Nobled
0: it like a sucker. Yeah. I, uh, so I said when I got it, I was like, "I, I feel like I should send Amazon at least another like ten bucks for the quality of this book." So
1: you know, what? I'm sorry, I lied. I went to an independent local bookstore near me called Unabridged Books.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say because you took it from that Barnes and Noble and put it in a bag. <laughs> Look at me, I'm supporting. I'm supporting local small guy with this bag I found in my trunk.
1: Dude, um, you know how many people have have uh, viewed that that video?
0: I, I actually, I do.
1: It's more than a few
0: more than a few uh, more than i expected
1: pretty excited this is like the most viral i've ever been
0: yeah so uh but it was a it was a great idea to post that and i think a lot of people there's a lot of interest in this book
1: yeah and we are and, we are taking advantage of it like the shills that we are
0: yep so see we stretched out to two episodes we're gonna talk about in this episode then we're actually gonna review it on the next one
1: yeah but uh, in between, we actually might, and hopefully we'll meet the, the author.
0: Yeah, so this Friday, we're going to the bookseller? Is that the right yeah. bookseller? Yep. Seller, C-E-L-L-A-R, because I'm sure it's in a basement, right?
1: Uh, no, but they do sell wine.
0: Oh, okay. Um, very clever name, regardless. Yeah. <laughs> And we're hopefully going to meet Daniel Lewski, which is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it's the event starts at 7, so I think I'm going to get there at like 2. <laughs> yeah, I, I think know that's going to be the plan. Hmm? I don't know what kind of line he draws, but I have to imagine it's going to be a, a longer one than most of the people we know.
0: Yeah, so um, looking forward to that. Um, I'm sure he'll read from this. And maybe <laughs> maybe we could be those guys, be like, hey, what the fuck are those first 50 pages about? <laughs>
1: Like, <laughs> I've never seen him live or do a reading or do a and a or anything. Do you think he just has to defend his work constantly? Or is it constant, like, just random literary blowjobs from people?
0: I'm pretty sure it's exactly that. And here's why. Because nobody wants to be the person that's like, I didn't get it. I don't know what this is about.
1: <laughs> and then everybody kind of looks over their wine glass at you, like, what is wrong with you? Yep.
0: So, I'm very excited about that. So, um... Uh who knows, you and I'll probably have some hours to kill before then. Maybe there'll be some pre-show content or some pre-reading content we could put together.
1: Oh man, we could uh interview people in line. If <laughs> we could we could try.
0: <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna talk to anybody because we hate people.
1: <laughs> we could record us talking about the people that we hate that we don't want to talk to.
0: <gasps> we could record us making fun of people that are in line. <laughs>
1: Uh, I think that's perfect. I kind of wish, I kind of hope, I run into his sister. She's, she's kind of cool. She's um, she's the one that was homeless for a while, right? Like was living in a
0: in her car. Was she? I don't know, or am I thinking of someone else?
1: I don't know. She just does that early '90s alternative music. I love it.
0: Yeah, she's Poe, right? Yeah. Poe. 10 weird things about Edgar Allan Poe. Dude, Edgar Allan Poe is his sister? (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm thinking of someone else that was homeless. Some other chick.
1: I guarantee Edgar Allan Poe at some point was homeless.
0: Probably. Anyway, yeah, she's, uh... Some of her early charting singles include Angry Johnny, which was, uh, you know, done. From, uh... House of Leaves. This is going really
1: well, huh? <laughs> it's just like I was like, eventually he's going to finish this thought, and it's going to be nice.
0: Yeah, House of Leaves. Have you gotten to the word familiar in the book? Not, not to backtrack to the book.
1: Um, not in the context of what a familiar is. No.
0: Oh no, but I, I, I am going to um. Here, spoiler alert: the word familiar appears in red.
1: Oh, like House of Leaves, where the word yeah. house appears in blue.
0: Yep. Does this sound familiar at
1: all? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to insert like the little drum riff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just make sure it's in red. Make sure people hear it in red. <laughs>
1: all right. Okay. All right, we will so, do that.
0: <laughs> as excited as I am by finishing and, and reviewing the familiar, can I tell you what else I'm super stupid excited about? We, we mentioned um, this on the show a few weeks ago.
1: <laughs> is it something that I'm not at all uh, excited about? Yes, indeed. (laughs) This is the best thing for Livius since a Rick Springfield book. Pretty much. So um,
0: Blood for You, and I'm not making this up, a literary tribute to G.G. Allen um, has funded their Kickstarter. Um, I went ahead and and contributed. Um, (laughs) it It just funded minutes before we got on to do the podcast, so I'm very excited about that. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with this, um uh, oh, Gigi Allen. You
1: heard that. Yeah, ride. see,
0: there you go. <laughs> this is um Gigi Allen was a punk musician who uh was very, very violent and a vile human being. Um, you can look him up, there are probably tons of YouTube videos where you could see uh, him running around naked or rubbing shit out his head or, or stuff like that. I had the opportunity to see him um, somewhere around nineteen ninety-one maybe. It was his last appearance in Chicago before he died, shockingly, of an overdose. Who would have (laughs) thunk? And uh, now a collection of writers are coming together to write a literary (laughs) tribute (laughs) to a guy who would beat himself senseless with a microphone, shove bananas in his ass, attack members of the audience. But here's a... I'm going to read this. uh, This is directly from uh, the About This Project on Kickstarter. G.G. Allen's exploits are legendary. The music, the shows, the violence, the bodily fluids. But G.G. Allen was confined to a world where he couldn't fulfill his potential. He punched and kicked at the boundaries, eager for something bigger, something crazier, something much more fucked up. But the real world refused to give him the adventures he needed. That's where this book comes in.
1: Um... Did I ever tell you my one Gigi Allen related story? I'm
0: sure you have, but I think the listeners should hear it too.
1: So, uh, (laughs) I only know, uh, knew of, or uh, before I met Livius, I guess I should say, the only way I knew of Gigi Allen was through this girl that I dated, um, who was into, uh, you know, like that style of music and, and that kind of scene and everything. And, uh, she was a huge fan of Gigi Allen, and she had to explain you know kind of his his deal and his stage presence and all that stuff um, and and one of the uh, the most uh prized uh, possessions that she had was uh, thumbtacked to her bedroom door was a pair of semen stained underwear from Gigi Allen's brother that he signed to her Merle Merle Allen. <laughs> I'm guessing, sure, <laughs> yeah he personally he personally stained them and then signed them to her these uh yeah, why not?
0: I mean, seems legit, right?
1: And so after that, I was like, all right, I think I know all I need to <laughs>
0: um I went ahead and i i funded helped fund this by purchasing the signed limited edition paperback. In the limited edition, it gets a different cover, which is too messed up to be sold anywhere online.
1: Oh, sweet Jesus.
0: Yeah, so I'm uh, very excited. This is being edited by MP Johnson and Sam Richard. Um, estimated delivery August 2015. We're going to reach out and uh, and, and get, a, get a review copy before it comes out, I think. Or we're going to try to so that we can review
1: this bad boy properly. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Is it an anthology? It is. It is. Uh, no, no. You
0: know what? It's not. It's not an anthology.
1: <laughs> it's a tribute.
0: <laughs> it's a literary tribute to GG Allen. <laughs> uh,
1: that just happens to have stories written by multiple people.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's how literary tributes are done, right? I don't know a lot about them. This will be the first literary tribute we ever review.
1: Uh, it's awfully convenient that we did not include literary tributes in our uh, earlier New Year's resolution.
0: Yeah, I would say it is. <laughs> so, I was thinking, you know who we should get on to to review this with us? There's, there's, I, I know another podcaster who's really excited about this.
1: Is it Frank Edler?
0: It is Frank Edler.
1: <laughs> I think I would need to get someone on to represent my side of things, too, just to even the why, now why do you? Now, how do you automatically have a side? How do you know that this literary tribute is not going to
0: be the best thing you've ever read?: I just know. <laughs> Ugh. these preconceived notions you have about things.
1: All right well so. <laughs> We'll check back and see how right I was. We're expecting this in
0: August, um, which uh, I'm just, I'm really excited about.
1: You know what I'm excited about?
0: Uh, no, do tell. The the literary tribute to Gigi Allen.
1: <laughs> the other thing is, uh, have you, all right, so I guess I'm going to ask you first. No, you know what? I'm not going to ask you first. I'm just going to go with this. There was a monkey at my work yesterday.
0: <laughs> like- um, a primate. A, 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 whatever, right? Like a, a straight out... Like
1: an, did you see Outbreak? I did see Outbreak. That monkey. Maybe not that monkey. I hope not that monkey. <laughs> it's like <the> fucking <laughs> celebrity monkeys at your store? <laughs> at your work? Well, hopefully much less diseased, but that monkey from Outbreak, it was that mm-hmm. kind of monkey. Was that a spider monkey? Yeah, I think so. What, uh, what What was the occasion? I don't know. I just like... All right, so i uh, I work in a, in a, um, not to be named, uh, uh, retail store, right? You know this.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm aware. I, I've been to your work <laughs> numerous times.
1: All right. And, uh, I was at the front of the store looking out, uh, and we, and I work in this kind of outdoor location so I can just look out into the, the parking lot or whatever. And, um, I don't even know. I think I was in the middle of a conversation with someone, and I see this guy with a monkey on his shoulder, like, probably 20, 30 feet away. And I just interrupt the conversation. I'm like, there's a monkey on that guy's shoulder. And um, then I I started calling as many people over as I could to look at the fact that there was a monkey on that guy's shoulder. And uh, everybody was really excited to see this monkey. But uh, I, thought, I thought, okay, well, everybody saw the monkey. Life's going to go back to normal. No, they went out and they invited the guy in to hang out with the monkey in my store. Wow. Um, I don't know why they would
0: invite him in. That's a little weird. But um, well,
1: Here's the fundamental flaw of most people. Someone sees a monkey and they're like, oh, it's adorable. Right? Yes. You know what it actually is? No. It's a fucking disease haven.
0: A disease haven? You don't really... <laughs> is this scientifically proven, or is this just a thought that you have?
1: It's just like, you know that that monkey is crawling with, like, monkey AIDS and monkey herpes and monkey-like swine flu. It's everywhere. <laughs>
0: monkey swine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's got Can the I, monkey version of everything and it's just going to give it to all of us.
0: I um I don't want to steal your thunder or anything, but I had a very similar
1: um, no, incident.
0: Didn't. I swear to god, probably a month ago, a guy <laughs> walked into my retail establishment where I work and he had a marmoset, which is like okay. one of the smallest breeds of monkey um he had it it was he actually had a a permit for it um as a therapy animal
1: oh wow yeah yep like was so this guy's high strung and the only thing that like calms him down is having a fucking monkey with him
0: i think it's more that he trained the monkey to help other people so he probably takes it to i don't know maybe autistic kids or something along those lines but he was wearing a identification he was wearing the man was wearing an identification badge that a picture of his monkey with like the name and that it was like a licensed therapy animal and stuff it was kind of cool it was wearing a diaper was your monkey wearing a diaper
1: my monkey was wearing a diaper
0: yeah so that's that's a thing man i don't know how that actually relates to books
1: or, or anything but <laughs> how could we not talk about that but all right so uh, i i have you ever aside from this um what I did not expect at all, like recent sighting of a monkey that you had. Have you ever mm-hmm. interacted with monkeys before? You know, not. Um,
0: there was there used to be a pet store in in Mundelein, Illinois. That's gone mm-hmm. now. I think they used to have a monkey on site. It wasn't for sale, but it like lived in the pet store. Do you know what did, I'm talking
1: uh, about? Wait, was it in disintegration? N- no. Okay.
0: No, but it was. Uh, it was in that area. Um, do you know what I'm talking about there was that pet store that was on 45 and 60? Oh uh, yeah. Like where the jewel what, is. Yeah, they, yeah, I know they,
1: exactly. What, that place was huge.
0: Yeah, they had a monkey that lived there for years and years. I mean, it had a giant cage. It had a cage that I'm sure some people have rooms like that they live in that are smaller than that cage. But it was just fucking angry all the time. Every time you went in there it just gave you dirty looks like it threw shit at you.
1: Yeah. All right. So that's that's and you would think that, that that's at the top of the weird shit list that monkeys do. Mm-hmm. Um, this one kind of threw me for a loop. So some of my coworkers have pets, like dogs and cats and stuff like that. And this monkey would could obviously smell the pets on the people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, he would go up to, and I I so tickled. Someone had a picture of it, so it's on my phone, and I look at it all the time. He would go up to uh, the people who had pets and just start licking their pants, like where the pets had rubbed against them. That's so fucking weird. It was just licking their, like, their pant leg. And, like, the weird... Alright, so the picture I have, this monkey is just, like, arms wrapped around uh, a co uh, a leg, just straight up, like, just full-on, just, I'm so into it, like, licking this pant leg, and, um, <laughs> which is funny enough, but I noticed that it's, like, looking up at him as if to make eye contact while it's doing it, so... It's not enough that it wants to lick this guy's pant leg. Like, it wants him to be involved in the moment, you know? Like it's this special moment that they're sharing.
0: There may have been more going on there than than, uh, <laughs> than it seemed originally.
1: Oh, do tell. Do you have a theory?
0: No, I don't. I don't even want to think about it. Of <laughs> All the things that don't bother me, this this one's starting to bother me a little bit.
1: It was just licking their pants, man.
0: I don't get it. Dude, maybe him and the monkey go out and like pick up other animals together.
1: <laughs> oh, God. But uh, I did not touch the monkey. Would you like to know why? <laughs> Do tell. Because I fucking know better. I don't want to get all these monkey AIDS diseases and stuff. Monkey swine flu.
0: Monkey swine flu. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. I wouldn't touch a monkey either. I just, you know what? I'm allergic to most animals, so would be a good reason for you not to touch it. Is I'd probably just get hives and start sneezing and shit.
1: <laughs> which would freak out the monkey, and then it would poop and throw it at you, which just exacerbates everything. Yeah,
0: well, it would have to take off its
1: diaper to get at the poop. That's the good news. Yeah, this was like a colored diaper, like it was like a, a festive. You know, not no. just your plain old white diaper. Gotcha. My monkey had a white diaper. I was I didn't care enough to try and see if there was like a specific pattern or if there were specific monkey diapers. Do you think monkeys have like specific monkey diapers?
0: Um, God, I don't know. You know, I'm thinking that their legs are probably like thinner than like baby legs. So I don't I don't know. Mm. Is are, are there monkey diapers? This is a this is an excellent question. <laughs> Let's see if Google has um
1: <laughs> That is a question for Google. I'm going to see information f- on this. I'm going to send you a picture of this monkey licking pants while you're while you're doing that. Washable disposable monkey diapers at Come
0: monkeyneeds.com. Oh, where is it at? monkeyneeds.com. Like things that monkey needs. They even have boy and girl ones. What else do monkeys
1: need according to this website?
0: <laughs> oh, let's take a look. Let's see. Essentials. They need syringes. For if they have uh, heroin. For, if for they their have monkey heroin drugs. Heroin problems. A belly chain for marmosets for and tamarins. Oh, I see, because you don't want to put a leash around their neck. So I'm guessing it gets like a belly chain. Kind of like chicks did in the 90s.
1: <laughs> for entire, hopefully different reasons.
0: Yeah, and then motherwort, which looks to be some type of maybe medication or something. Like a guide on sizing your primate? Does your primate need sizing? Yeah.
1: Wow, I don't know. I don't even know what that means.
0: Sizing your monkey for our clothing is actually pretty easy, as the design of the two piece set gives you a lot of margin in sizes. The Velcro allows for a better fit for a much longer time. If your ca- cap- capuchin, capuchin? You cap- capuchin pulls off the diaper covers, try the shorts! Exclamation point. <laughs> We have a few new designs with parachute clips that will also allow... Oh, this is really weird. This website looks like it was made in, like, 1989 and not updated since then. It's like GeoCities? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. MonkeyNeeds.com. This episode of Book brought to you by ah. MonkeyNeeds.com. When your monkey needs something, MonkeyNeeds.com has
1: it for you. It's dot .com. Um, I sent you the picture of the monkey licking the pants.
0: There is, um,
1: by the way, there's
0: more than one site. You can get monkey diapers from monkeykisses.com, another website that appears that has not been updated (laughs) in 15 years.
1: You want to know why? Because they all died from their weird monkey diseases. Oh, let's see. Rob just sent me a picture.
0: Yeah, there is totally a monkey licking um, one of your coworkers' pant legs.
1: See, just look at his eyes though like he really wants my coworker to be into it you can see it in his eyes
0: yeah that's a little weird
1: <laughs> <sighs> welcome to monkeyed two guys tell you about the monkeys they saw
0: <laughs> that's what we need
1: <laughs> another podcast shit All right. I would... can... All right. you gonna get us back
0: on track I'm gonna try for God's sake. <laughs> um you know, it's a it's a it's a pretty solid year for um for for big authors, at least authors that in my mind are big for for kind of making a return. So there's the Daniel Lusky thing we talked about. Um Scarlet Gospels is gonna be coming up from Clive Barker. Um he hasn't done an adult book um in many years. Um and Polinick Um, Although he's done some stuff recently, has a collection coming out. But did you see the short story that they're offering up at Mashable?
1: Um, No, this is actually legitimately the first I'm hearing about this. This isn't like just podcast magic. I I didn't know anything about this. (laughs) So there is um,
0: on May 26th, Make Something Up Stories You Can't Unread is coming out from from Polonik and he's going to be touring the the country and stuff, um, you know, doing readings from it. But Mashable has one of the stories, and it's called Expedition. Now, the cool thing about this is that it—and I have not read it—but apparently, it is the origin of Tyler Durden in short story form.
1: Hmm,
0: that's a pretty big deal. That's kind of a big deal. I would—I would agree. Between that and the Fight Club sequel and the comic books, it looks like uh, Polanick is looking to revive some—some uh, some love for—for. For... For Tyler Durden and uh I'm I'm all I'm all about it. Very much looking forward to the comic and the uh and the short story.
1: Uh man, you know some people go back to the well, and then some people just build a fucking house around it.
0: Yeah, but you know what, how long has it been? Fight Club's gotta be what, fifteen years old at this point?
1: Yeah, he proved himself pretty well in the meantime. I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to say that to denigrate Mr. Polnick in any way he uh he did enough time he distanced himself enough from it and proved yeah. himself in many ways since then, yeah, so
0: very cool stuff I'm sure we'll be bringing you some of that as it happens or at least uh talking about it a little bit even if we're not gonna do a full on like comic book review. We did that once twice now, it didn't work out very well
1: yeah not th- not not the best but I'll read it. I, I respect Polnick enough, and uh, I'm interested enough to see how Fight Club stories can continue after that epic uh, kind of ending. What's? Can we talk a little more about Clive Barker? Because I've been trying to watch Al Razer, <laughs> and I haven't. I haven't been able to yet. But i I've, I've, I've been. It's been like on my list of things to accomplish because I know this. This book is coming up, and I want to have some personal context or frame of reference and something just seems to keep thwarting me from being able to see this movie.
0: I uh sure, we can talk about it. I'm very excited. Um we're gonna be a little late with our review <laughs> because the familiar has tripped has us up a little bit. But yeah, it comes out this Tuesday. The Scarlet Gospels will be the final pinhead story. And when I say final, I guess it depends on how you look at it. I mean, all of it started with a short story, maybe more of a novella-length story that then blew up as a movie. Um, and I know there were some comic books and stuff. But uh, not only is it going to be Pinhead, but Harry Damore is also going to be appearing in this, and he's my other favorite Clive Barker character. And he's made appearances in uh, Lord of Illusions, which was based on a short story that was a movie. And he was in um, Everville. So, and some other Clyde Barker short stories. But he's a paranormal investigator. And the coolest thing, you'll, you'd probably appreciate this. I may have mentioned this before. He has tattoos, but the tattoos he get are magic. So, and this is, a am yeah, I'm, I'm kind of making this up as I go because I can't give you a specific instance. But maybe, like, kind of like one of them will, like, tingle if he's in danger. That type of magic.
1: Huh. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you, you know what my tattoos do? They just sit there. They have the magical ability of having people ask me if it's a 6 or a 9.
0: <laughs> they have that and people are like, "What the hell's wrong with your arm?" And you're like, "It says booked. And they're like, "Oh, yeah."
1: And then they're like, and then they're like, "Oh, did you get arrested?" And uh no. Oh, is your actually are really full of events. No. It it's a book. I I review books.
0: Do you really have this conversation with people? <sighs>
1: No, actually, I got to the point where I kind of cut them off, and they're like, hey, that tattoo's really cool. And I'm like, I review books. That's, like, the first thing I say.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't want to indulge wanna, people like that. Yeah. yeah
1: I don't want to give them any opportunity to come up with some stupid bullshit that Booked could mean that doesn't have something to do with the book. Oh, Booked.
0: So, but yeah, so we have got that coming up, and... Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay, and I'm so stupid excited about all these books, man. It's been a long time since I've been this excited about our, our upcoming lineup.
1: Yeah, our two our, our, our calendar of books is exactly that. It's super exciting. Um, so there's part of me that, in a way, especially with Paul's book, wants to just put it off for a while, because I know we're going to read this book, and it's going to be great, and it's going to be this like horror, suspense, thriller kind of thing. We're going to love it. And then October is going to come around, and you know what we're going to be saying.
0: We wish we had a good horror book to read. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Should we break this to listeners now about our our, our summer plans?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we need to do that.
0: So Robin mentioned that our calendar of books is pretty exciting, and it is. And I think we have. I'd have to go back. We had some... As I mentioned earlier, some technological issues. We had it all calendared out, and then the calendar um, disappeared. But I think we have three more books, four more books to read. And then we're going to take a little hiatus. Now, now, don't get all concerned, because just like here, you know, just because we don't read a book doesn't mean we don't have an episode. Just because we're going to take a little break from reviewing books, um, we're still going to have episodes. They'll be up regularly probably still every week but we'll probably be doing a series of interviews we're going to take a break from reading um for the podcast um in in part so that we can get some uh, non-podcast reading done and because we decided that fuck we've been at this for over four years we need a break from reading so we're going to take the summer off um by summer i don't know what that's gonna be i'm guessing probably two months right
1: um i was thinking like six weeks yeah something like that
0: yeah um, but we're going to still do uh, some interludes, probably some interviews. Um, there's some things we have in the works that I, I'm excited about that I'm not going to mention. But a, a good friend of this podcast is uh, is going to be going to work trying to get um, somebody on um, for us that I'm very much looking forward to talking to. But yeah, it's going to be... Uh, Six to eight weeks of us just kind of interviewing people, maybe having some guest hosts on for interludes and stuff. So just some fun. And basically, we don't mind doing the work of the podcast for the summer, but we do mind the hours and hours and hours that go into reading some of this stuff to do it. So we're going to take it easy a little bit. Um, I think we'll still have great content for you guys, though, regardless.
1: Yeah, because really what's going to happen is if we don't have a book to review... Then we're like, well, we got to do something, and it kind of pushes us to overcompensate for the fact that we don't have a book to talk about. So I have the feeling that we're going to have some really good stuff coming up this summer because, you know, we'll feel bad that we're not giving you a book, but we'll also have – it'll be easier for us to schedule time to do stuff that usually would kind of be a pain in the ass. So I'm – I'm excited to see what happens and how it turns out. And um, if it ends up working well, maybe we could plan that more, more frequently. Not more frequently, but like you know, on a regular basis. Yep. Yeah. Be nice to have
0: summers off. We'll be like teachers. Only we'll still be working.
1: Yeah. So. Then it's just going to be like everybody's like, "Oh man, they're talking about monkeys again." They must be on their summer vacation while well, all of us poor schlubs have to con- continue reading books.
0: But before we do that, we're still going to review. Mark Z. Danielewski, Clive Barker, Paul Tremblay, Rob Hart. And I think that completes our list before we go on vacation.
1: Whoa, 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 hold on. I think we did kind of miss one very important title. Um, no, no, I'm looking at my list. I'm pretty sure I got them all. What about uh, our man David James Keaton and his book Pig Iron, my man?
0: Yeah, that's why we're taking the summer off of reviewing books so I can read that fucking thing. <laughs>
1: It's actually, as far as Keaton books go, I've got an advanced reader copy. I don't know if you guys saw the picture I posted on Instagram. Uh, By far the smallest book of his. uh, Clocking in at, before the glossary. The book has a glossary, by the way.
0: Well, of course it does.
1: (laughs) 193 pages. Oh, see, I was
0: expecting like the second coming of The Last Projector. Yeah, I suppose we could review that too. I mean, we wouldn't want it to be the one Keaton book we haven't reviewed, right?
1: Oh, there's no way I will. Rec- if like, if it's the only thing I ever review again, I'm always going to review Keaton books.
0: The only thing I ever review again, I've always got to review Keaton books. That's blurb worthy right there, man. <laughs> um, yeah, we could totally do Pig Iron. I think that's actually how we're gonna probably go into our summer break because that comes out late June, I believe. Correct.
1: Uh, June 19th, to be exact.
0: Yeah, so I'm not sure how the weeks line up and stuff, but yeah, I think that's going to be how we how we kind of finish off our, uh, our... Yeah, this all came about because I was listening to a podcast. Whoa, whoa, with the phone there. Is that important message? Do we, do you want to read that to everybody?
1: It's <laughs> Dave James Keaton himself actually messaging me? Uh, let's see if it's anything important. Um, oh, <laughs> I can't make this up. He said... Did you check out the glossary in my version of the Old West? Most words mean drunk or jerking off. <laughs> well, that's just oh, fun. He's typing again while I'm going to the glossary. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so here's one: nail to the counter, to catch someone in a lie, prove deception, is one of the, the is the first definition. The second definition is to sodomize (laughs) Um. (laughs) oh and then he says but people don't know they're reading about drunken jerk off words unless they flip to the back or something (laughs) this is why I love David James Keaton
0: oh you do know now that we're going to have to do the rest of the episode with him messaging you right
1: (laughs) I know Um, hang on You're live on the podcast now.
0: (laughs) Tell him to just call in. (laughs) in.
1: (laughs) We're reading from the glossary. (laughs) Oh, I love David James Keaton. He's probably going to have something really funny to say. Like, stop fucking reading from the glossary. Yeah, read the book in order, page
0: one, page two. Hey, how about that cover though? Tony McMillan, friend of this yeah. podcast, did that cover. That cover's pretty badass.
1: Yeah. Can I alright, so I don't know if you <laughs> He said, say everything I say. Uh so on the front cover is a guy that's on fire. Um He says, Am I on speakerphone? I'm gonna tell him to type louder. <laughs> uh guy on fire holding a gun guns in both hands um it says a town without water where men hate their horses and guns explode in their hands there's a little caution sticker that says book will burn in direct sunlight this is a really well designed uh book cover there's the back's got like this really evil looking horse and it looks like there's bullet holes it's really cool i like it a lot
0: very very cool maybe another unveiling video
1: Oh, that's a good idea.
0: Um are, are you supposed to be reading everything he says?
1: Well, see, this is where the the typing and and then relaying it kind of dictation style that we're doing isn't going to work because he's he's talking about stuff that we've already done. He asked if we uh, were happy that it was a shorter book. So, this this might uh this might stop. We might have to stop this portion of, this, of the. Episode. You might
0: have to mute your fucking phone. Is what you might have to do.
1: <laughs> it's Keaton. There's no muting him.
0: Good lord!
1: Right now he says "foomp." There's a horse. "foomp." There's a cowboy jerking off. "foomp." There's a cowboy jerking off a horse. <laughs> I think we need to drop the mic on Keaton. What do you think?
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> He is the only author <laughs> that I could summon live during the recording of the podcast that would talk about the book in the way that we are currently talking about the book. Indeed. <laughs> uh, we're not in the acknowledge- acknowledgments of this book, though, so I might have to Oh, fuck
0: it. Fuck that book.
1: I know. It's knocking off two stars right there.
0: Um. So yeah, that's probably how we're gonna head into our uh, little summer hiatus from book reviewing, and it's uh, probably how we're gonna end this episode too. I'm thinking.
1: Um, yeah, hang on. <laughs> we're, I'm, I'm calling him out on not acknowledging us. Just dial him
0: on Skype. Just add him to the
1: call. Livius, We're not on Skype.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we're not on Skype. Never mind. <laughs> probably what we're. God damn it.
1: Oh. right. so uh, actually just got this from Keaton about the uh, acknowledgments. I told him we weren't in the acknowledgments and he said, oh shit, well that was an advanced reader's copy. After I hear the review, we'll see if you end up in the acknowledgments after that, which I think is completely fair.
0: Yeah, I I would have to agree. I would have to agree. Um, Dude, speaking of weird westerns, you know, I'm hearing good things about Heath Lawrence. You know, you picked up that collection of, of westerns, right? I did. Yeah, so um, Kevin Helmick messaged me and said some of this stuff is pretty goddamn good. So that may be something you want to look into. I may have to pick up a uh, an e-book copy of that for my summer reading program.
1: Oh, that's going to be a summer read for me?
0: I don't know. It might be a summer read for me. But um, Helmick seems to really like uh, a lot of the characters, apparently, in, in those stories.
1: The Hawthorne Tales of a Weird West. Weird I West. believe
0: that's the one, yes.
1: Uh, featuring the stories of The Damned Coyote Hill, The Long Black Train, The Spider Tribe, Bad Sanctuary, and The Unholy. Yeah.
0: Sounds very cool.
1: Yeah, I'm into it.
0: Alright, um, here's what else we should be into. We should be into getting more of this Goddamn The Familiar Red, so we get our next episode can be a book review.
1: I'll have it done. Uh, will you have it done?
0: I don't know at this point. I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to imagine in flipping through it, there's going to be some some parts that are going to go pretty quickly. Um, I have just not gotten to those parts yet.
1: I have the utmost faith that we will be bringing you a review of The Familiar Volume 1 exactly-ish one week from today. All right,
0: until then, I'm Livia Snedden.
1: And I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading. Fucking, the funny thing is, I said any final words for our listeners, and that's what shut them up. (laughs) Hang on, I'm going to read you this. Uh, Oh shit, lots of pressure. Okay, uh, have they seen Mad Max yet? Because I like how they've been talking about Mad Max all week. I've been talking about it for decades, but that's cool. I'm not going to be like, I was into Mad Max before everybody else, but to imagine how weird it is seeing a world suddenly into Mad Max, it would be like everybody started talking about Darkman 4 all of a sudden. Think pieces on Darkman 4. (laughs) That's the world we live in right now. One last word about Mad Max, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) I might cut this in. Open letter. Don't worry, you fucking crybabies. Mad Max Fury Road passes the Bechtel test. It also passes the Dave test with a asterisk. Uh, Characters must spit gasoline into superchargers with their mouths during a car chase. Car must then emit flames. Characters and car must talk about something other than gasoline. <laughs> Alright, that's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> it doesn't even have Tina Turner in it.